Welcome to the Max Bernier Show. Here's the leader of the People's Party of Canada, Maxime Bernier. Hello and welcome to the Max Bernier Show. Today I have the pleasure to have with me Rocco Galati. He is a constitutional lawyer in Ontario and has been practicing law for 31 years. So, and right now it's very important for the future of our country because uh, Mr. Galati is uh, suing the uh, federal government, the provincial government concerning uh, COVID-19 and some measures that these uh, government uh, want to implement. So Mr. Galati, if you, can, if you want to explain a little bit more to our viewers, uh, what is the, the detail of your uh, action against the, the federal, the provincial government? Okay, thank you, Mr. Bernier, for having me today. Uh, on July 6th of uh, this year, we filed, I filed a 191-page statement of claim in the Ontario Superior Court suing the federal, provincial, and the municipal government for their COVID measures. In a nutshell, what the, uh, what the lawsuit wants, uh, we're not seeking money, we're seeking declaratory relief to declare certain things. The first thing we say is that under the provincial legislation, the prerequisites to declare an emergency were not there. Secondly, that the measures that are invoked are neither scientifically nor medically based. They're simply political measures taken because the science and the medicine does not support those measures. And we plead the science and we plead the measures. There's been an overreaction of the measures which have inflicted constitutional rights, the right to free thought, assembly, association, the right to life, liberty, and security of the person, yeah. and the infringement of equality rights, especially for the physically and neurologically disabled, and as importantly, the aged population. 84% of all those who have died, they say, of COVID complications, have died in long-term care facilities. And, and, so, that's the, and if I can add, that's the same thing here in Quebec also, yeah. In Italy, it was 96%, for instance. So old, older people, the seniors of this country who've contributed their entire life to this country are, are meeting an end that they don't deserve. So Jane in room two can visit John in room three. They can't have their family visit. They're so restricted, and they're actually dying more from the measures than they are from any influenza or COVID virus or, or uh, SARS-CoV-2 virus. So all these measures infringe our constitutional rights, and there is no justification because the government cannot, cannot justify these measures scientifically or medically. In the statement of claim, we cite over 43 world experts who from the first two weeks have said these measures are unwarranted, they're not justifiable, yet YouTube, Facebook, and the CBC, Radio Canada, censor these voices. Three of them are Nobel Prize winners in their, in their field, yet they, their, their messages get taken down as, quote, misinformation. We have a totalitarian imposition of measures that are psychological, but no less devastating as if these were military measures on the ground. 
when you're speaking about uh, certain measures, uh, are you uh, thinking about uh, mandatory mask and uh, the lockdown and uh, everything that happened right now uh, that the population are, uh, you know, when they are listening, their government, they have to have a, a mask in a, a public uh, places uh, and in also in the, in the uh, public uh, transportation uh, in Montreal and in certain cities they have uh, regulations at the provincial at the municipal levels that are asking people to uh, wear a mask so the measures that you are against are they these uh, kind of measures yes. well, the the compulsory masking the 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 congregation of people and the the distancing because for the first four months in Toronto, for instance, in our public transit system, we have 1.5 million people using the subways and the buses. There was no masking and there was no social distancing. All of a sudden, after four months, we have these vicious masking requirements through all the municipalities. But it goes beyond that, Mr. Bernier, in this sense. But just over a week ago, the provincial government in Quebec announced that through blockchain technology, they're going to assign everybody a number identity and you have to mount your driver's license, your health records, your bank accounts, your credit cards, all on that one numeric identity that any government official can access. That's a totalitarian state. And that's got nothing to do with COVID. Nothing absolutely to do with COVID. And now even in Toronto, if I want to get a slice of pizza, I have to, I have to produce my medical records and identity. Well, that's ridiculous. And, and, and this is being done, now if you look at what happened today in Australia, Australia has the lowest COVID numbers in the world, and yet now you need South African apartheid style written permits to walk the streets of Melbourne in a few days. You know, this is basically a concerted globalist agenda. We're losing, we're losing our rights. And I ask people, you know, if you don't have the wherewithal to research the science, the medicine, or even the law, just use your common sense and ask yourself, are the political and policy choices that the governments are making in Canada, do they make sense? For instance, does it make sense that a local hardware store, clothing store, shoe store had to close down, yet Walmart, Costco, the big corporations, they could sell everything under the sun because they had a corner of their store was selling food. And now yeah, you, have a, you have a point there. You have a point there because I said previously that, uh, you know, every business is essential. And the government, you know, is, the government was speaking uh, winner and, uh, and, and loser. They were, they, they were the one who decided which kind of store can be open during that lockdown. And I think it was unfair. So are you having that argument also in your lawsuit? Yes, we, we seek a declaration that the irrational and illogical closure of business is an unlawful search and seizure contrary to the charter. It's like taking that property from the store owner. And there was no rational, I mean, there are more people in a Walmart than there are in a local hardware store. It's easily, it's easier to social distance in a small business than it is in a big mall. And so people have to ask themselves, this is not logical. If it's really, truly a health measure, these measures are not logical to that health concern. So, for instance, look at schooling now. In Ontario, they said 
kindergarten to grade three, the children don't have to wear a mask. But grade four to grade 12, they do. Well, wait a minute. They're in the same airspace. They're going to be in the same school. You say, well, is this a health measure? No. Why do they say kindergarten to grade three, they don't have to wear a mask? Because they know children that young won't abide. They'll take it off. But starting in grade four, they will listen. So this is a this is more of a control conditioning mechanism than it is a health measure. Do you think, Mr. Galati, that, uh, you know, uh, people, uh, some people are saying, you know, you can try to uh, uh, win your, your, uh, lock, your action against the federal government and the provincial government, but at the end, uh, they can do it because under a charter of rights, uh, there's a sentence saying that uh, that must be, uh, we, we can limit some rights if it's reasonable in a, in a democratic society. Do you think that would be a little bit hard for you to prove your case? Uh, no, because under that section one, they have to show that it's demonstrably justified in it, and the onus is on the government to prove that their measures are logical, rational, and don't overreach. They can't be bigger than the problem they're trying to solve. So I feel confident that they won't meet that test. Furthermore, Mr. Bernier, there are certain constitutional rights that are at play here that predate the Charter. So if people are familiar with Quebec, for instance, the Ron Corelli case, the Seymour case, before the Charter, the Supreme Court recognized the right to assemble, the right to thought, to religion, and the right to be free of restricting your liberty through habeas corpus. Don't rely on the Charter. And Section 1 does not apply to those pre-Charter constitutional rights, which are the same as some of the ones you see in the Charter. So they can't meet that burden. I'm confident in that. And to prove that on your side, um, you'll have some uh, expert or medical expert that uh, will, will say the opposite of what we are hearing from the people uh, from the government, the expert uh, oh, for the government. Definitely. We cite 43 of them that they've censored in the statement of claim. One of our plaintiffs is a professor, PhD, uh, Dr. Denis Rancourt, who's an expert in masking. He's a world expert in masking. And he says this is nuts. And he's come on board as a, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a plaintiff in the action. He feels so strongly about this. So we have the expert evidence to say now the public health officers, it's interesting, are saying, okay, we know that masks do not stop airborne viruses, but we're trying to stop when you sneeze and you cough. And what we say to that is two things. First of all, transmitting the, the, the virus by coughing or sneezing wet droplets is very, is very rare. The, any virus is transmitted 99% by the air. And the masks don't stop that. That's what the science says. Second of all, if you're trying to stop wet droplets, well, then yeah. have people wear the plastic visor. At least you can see their face. They can breathe normally. They can talk to you and they can be understood. Why the mask covering half of the face? It's a very, it's a very psychological, devastating way to, to, uh, to, to, to enforce compliance and remind you psychologically who's in charge. That you're not in charge of your body. You're not in charge of your freedom. The government is. And we're muzzled like dogs. It's a prop of compliance. And so why do you think 
uh, governments are doing that? Is it because uh, they uh, they impose a kind of a fears in the beginning? They were saying that this uh, virus is so dangerous that everybody can die, and so now the population um, uh, wants to have some measures that will uh, will be safe for them. And uh, I don't understand why they're going so hard on these uh, mandatory measures uh, that they are imposing. Well, if you think back, they didn't start imposing these hard measures with masking until about four and a half weeks ago, five weeks ago. And, and we plead this in the statement of claim. That was as a result of a survey that said that 50% of Canadians did not believe Justin Trudeau on what he was saying about the COVID. 19% of Canadians said, we don't think this is more dangerous than the annual flu. 16% of Canadians said, we think this is a vaccine surveillance conspiracy directed by the WHO and the globalist. And 7% of Canadians didn't even believe the COVID existed, whether natural or escaped from a lab. So one quarter of the Canadian population thought that this is just a political uh, uh, hoax. And the, the other 19% said it's no more dangerous than, than, than the flu. And 50% said we don't believe anything Justin's telling us. As soon as that survey came out, you saw the strict masking laws come down because they felt threatened by people's common sense in reading uh, what was going on. And we've destroyed the economy. You know, and we have a study in the statement of claim, Mr. Bernier, that we cite from four weeks ago from the University of Mainz in Germany. They studied all the countries that did not impose measures, and they found that they did no worse than the countries that did impose measures, except they kept their economies. They didn't destroy their economies. So <clears throat> everything that you just said uh, is is in your uh, declaration. and right. do you do you know if uh, people, uh, if they want to read it, uh, do we have access to that? Uh, can we have a link uh, and we'll be able to uh, look at all your uh, your arguments? Sure. Uh, the easy way, if I can give your audience my Twitter handle, yeah, it's at Rocco Galati, R-O-C-C-O-G-A-L-A-T-I, law, L-A-W, Rocco Galati, law. If they yeah. go to my pin tweet, there's a link to my client's website. It takes you right to the statement of claim directly, and you could read it. Yes, and they will be able to have more details about all that. I, I you know, it's. Uh, I said in since the beginning of that uh, crisis that the lockdown was not necessary and unfair for small businesses. And uh, actually, right now, it's a little bit bizarre. Uh, you know, during the um, the time of the, the pandemic, pandemic in the beginning of uh, February and March, uh, we didn't have to uh, wear a mask. And now it's supposed to be uh, the end and we are waiting for a second wave. But now they are asking everybody to wear a mask in uh, public uh, places. So, yes, when you were saying, you know, is it logic? Um, I, I, it's not logic. And so um, I hope that, you know, you'll... Um, You'll win your case and we'll see because I'm afraid of uh, the reaction, the future reactions coming from our government. Uh, I'm always uh, fight for more freedom. And, and, you know, in Quebec, we had the minister who said, I like uh, Quebecers because they're docile 
And, uh, you know, I don't want to be docile. I want to be free and responsible. And you must take your own responsibility. But right now, the states and the federal and provincial governments, they impose limits on our rights. And uh, you are there to fight for us. Right. And, and, you know, Mr. Bernier, win or lose, uh, the only time you can fail is if you don't try. The lawsuit has already brought a lot of conscious people are looking at the issues more carefully. Uh, you can go to the statement of claim because I plead all the medical facts, the scientific facts, the history of this. And you're quite right. You know, I have never seen an influ- a virus that conducts itself according to a government schedule. How do they know when the second and third wave is going to come? I mean, they're telling us on a calendar when the second and third wave is coming. People should just use their common sense. They should remember the swine flu of 1976 that never happened when we went to a certain, uh, uh, a similar, a similar uh, uh, exercise. But you're quite right. The backbone of our, our culture in Canada, North America, and the economy is small, independent business, and they've. They, they've gone a long way in wiping this out. A lot of small independent businesses will not, sur- will not survive this. Second of all, they've overnight in four months have changed their entire uh, way of life that it's taken us 700 years to evolve into a free and democratic society following so many revolutions, civil wars and world wars that overnight all of a sudden we're supposed to be slaves on a leash with a mask. It's just mm-hmm. unbelievable. And it's supposed to be the new normal. <laughs> it's, uh, but you know, uh, we we are there to inform people, and the most important, you know, we cannot count on a government to solve all your challenges, and you must count on you. And you, I think, in the beginning, we must protect the older people, and that's that's uh, what the government did not do in Quebec and, and also in, in Ontario. And uh, that that's why uh, now they try to uh, do everything to be sure that this uh, virus won't come back. But we don't know. We just have to use our common sense. And right. uh, I, I'm very pleased that you are fighting against that kind of uh, tyranny. I can say that, uh, you know, imposing a, a, a mandatory mask to people when they are in perfect health. Uh, it's a little bit too much, uh, but we'll see what will happen. And uh, we'll keep, uh, I, I hope I'll be able to have an interview with you next time. Uh, when do you think it will be, uh, you'll be in from the court uh, this fall or next uh, next year or? Well, well I'm preparing the injunction against the masking and I hope to file before the end of this month. And the earliest date that I can get in the, in the court, I'm going to be going to stop the masking in the city of Toronto and at the schools in Ontario. And I'm in, I'm three quarters of the way from preparing that injunction and I'll file it. Obviously it's up to the courts to give me the quickest date they can. But you know, the courts have been tied up too. That's, that's the biggest, the biggest damage in my view, not because I'm a lawyer, is they have suspended parliament. They've locked up the courts. They have, they have frozen our rule of law here. We're living in a dictatorial environment right now. It's it's ruled by prime ministerial decree and the ministers. The parliament has basically been suspended and the courts are just afraid and they're closed. They're just starting to reopen in Ontario. 
Yeah, yeah. So we will uh, follow you, Mr. Galati, and thanks for giving us your time and I'll ask our viewers to go on your uh, Twitter account to have, if they want to have more details about that lawsuit. But uh, I wish you a big success on that for, for us, for Canadians, and for our freedom. That would be important for the future of this country. Thank you very much for having me, Mr. Bernie. Thank, Thank you. you.